Hi, and welcome to Numbers Go Up, Fanbytes podcast for all things live games. Not dead ones. No dead games here. No dead games uh, here. No dead games. No Walking Dead. No uh, Deadlock Protocol. Well, no, we do actually have that one. Uh, it's, it's all about the live games. Those living games that we all crave. I'm Merritt K. Features and trending editor at fanbyte.com. And joining me this week is Colin McGregor, fanbyte guiding light. Hello. And I, uh, my mind is currently still broken because I got to the big spoiler section that you and Steven have been talking to me about in Warframe for like two weeks. And yes. I, I, I literally like stayed up like longer than I should have thinking about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was very cool uh, getting to hear your reaction live. Uh, it turned out that that last mission is solo only, which kind of makes sense. It would be very yeah. strange if it weren't. Um, but yeah, we're talking about the second dream. And, uh, now that you've done that, I think we're closer to being able to do like a big spoiler cast about Warframe. Uh, Steven Strom is out again this week just because they are doing a, uh, special podcast. There was, some, about there, was a, the, there was some reveal today. I don't know. Something about Sony. Who knows? Who knows about what that they is? They showed the new one. Yeah. And, uh, we all love it and we're all very excited about the new one. The new machine that's just going to be sitting in our living rooms for the next uh, five years, gradually getting louder until it just <laughs> dies and has to be replaced. I've owned three PlayStation 4s. Oh, three? Well, only one has died, to be okay. fair. One one I sold when I was like, when I moved. And right. then I got another. And then that died, I want to say, last year. I had and, to... Uh, I'm I'm so worried mine's gonna die. Mine always sounds like it's a jumbo jet. Even like after I spent like yeah. 90 minutes cleaning it, like it's still like like I literally took it apart and cleaned it. And the fan is just so obnoxiously loud. It always sounds like it's about to die. Yeah, no, uh, that's kind of what happened to my last one until it just finally gave up. But yeah, uh, Steven Strom is going to be on that podcast, so look for that in um, I mean somewhere. I'm not sure. <laughs> Uh, I don't know where that one's going to be fan with. Probably. I, believe it, I believe it's fan with. Okay, cool. But much to discuss this week, much to discuss as we saw two major content drops for, I would say the two pillar games of this podcast, yes. destiny two yes. and Westiny uh, Warframe. Yes. Uh, so let's just start with the Warframe stuff because I think we're going to be talking about the destiny stuff for longer and um, I'm sure Steven has thoughts on deadlock he'd like to share. So I know I, I think Steven hasn't actually gotten into the deadlock protocol yet. Yeah. Uh, I touched it a little bit uh, this morning. So I played the first mission and there's OK. So basically this this update is like they, they redid the corpus and the corpus were like the first tile set in Warframe. So they've just like redone the environments and they do look very nice now. Uh, and just even in that one mission I was doing, it's very, uh, it looks very cool. They redid the Jackal boss fight, which is that uh, <laughs> kind of trivial fight early in the game where you fight this quadruped robot. And they they just like made it this ridiculous multi-step boss fight where uh, you have to like use the verticality and all this stuff. Fight's a little generous previously. We had Steven literally sit on top of it while we you just beat it to death. 
Yes. Yeah. That's one of my favorite tricks. Uh, it doesn't help the fight at all, no. but if you do stand on top of it and do an emote before you trigger the fight, uh, you'll be suspended in the air. So you can sort of just be like meditating, watching this all happen above it all, which is great. So basically the whole idea of the deadlock protocol is the, what that refers to is the corpus board has done like a, um, they've been like voting on leadership, I guess. And they have seven votes for and seven votes against something. And they voted seven times. And so when that happens, they invoke the deadlock protocol because it's literally just a deadlock. And it's all about Nef Anyo, who is this big corpus guy who I don't think you've met yet. I don't I do think not. you meet him for a while. I don't think you meet him until you get to Fortuna. But he he sucks. He's just like a big capitalist guy with like dumb facial hair. And basically he's trying to prove that he is the descendant of the founder of the corpus. And I don't know much more beyond that, but the idea is like, Oh, it's really bad because so far, like, you know, you work with this union slash resistance movement against the corpus when you get to Fortuna and a lot of their successes are because of the infighting in the corpus. Sure. But if he takes over as just like the guy, then he'll just be able to like steamroll them. Right. So uh, this is bad and you're trying to stop it. There's a bunch of new stuff where like they have found their way into the void or like some kind of other like shadow realm or something. <laughs> and uh, so I'm looking forward to getting to further grips with that. Uh, we also have a new Warframe, Protea. Yes. Uh, have you, uh, did, now, is this, uh, do you just like get the blueprint for her right away? Is there like a, is there a quest you get for her to just, or is it just one of those like, it's going to take like another 10 hours to unlock her? Uh, I would assume you unlock the blueprints as you go through the quest, but yeah. let me see uh, if I can find the details. Uh, I know I didn't get any parts from the first mission. Right. Is but, Protea um, a support uh, Warframe, a DPS Warframe? I think you'll actually really like Protea because do you know about her abilities? I, I know a little bit, but I don't know a lot. I, I've been I've been mainly in the dark with a lot of the Warframe stuff by yeah. choice to right. kind of keep myself. Because I'm, 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 uh, ever since you told me about the spoilers uh, that I, I would want to avoid, like after... Um, after I did the spoiler mission, uh, the second dream, like you guys started showing me like trailers and stuff that just wildly just oh, yeah. <laughs> just ruined mm-hmm. the like one of the best parts of the game. It's really it's it, you basically have to avoid like all of their social media to like ensure that you can keep this secret. It's so weird, yeah. Um, but Protea is like um, kind of like a utility Warframe, I would say. Okay. So she has an ability where she throws a bunch of grenades but then also can throw like healing grenades onto allies. Okay. Uh, Can place a turret down that can, it's just like a turret that automatically targets enemies. Sure. Um, She can basically do like a, uh, a supply drop. Like she can place this supply cache that generates uh, health and ammo and energy pickups. And then her alt is, called temporal anchor and um basically 
when you activate it, you then just like keep going and whatever. And when you deactivate it, you rewind back to where you were. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> and you recover all of your ammo, energy, shields, and health that you spent uh, while you were in the time loop thing. Right. And also any damage that was dealt to you during that period is uh, redirected back to enemies when it ends. Also, if you're killed while it's active, you automatically just rewind to safety. That's a cool, that's a cool ability. I always, I always like when uh, Digital Extremes uh, leans into the creativity with what their abilities can do. I think yeah, it's probably yeah. the strongest suit of Warframe is just how weird every Warframe is. Absolutely. Uh, so kind of feels like sort of a more... Um, more support oriented Valbon almost right in that she's got like a lot of deployable abilities, but they can have more of an impact on like buffing your teammates than on just debuffing enemies. So that's kind of cool. So that's basically it. There's a bunch of new stuff. There's like a new, there's a new gun blade. There's some new kit guns. There's some new stuff, but I suspect we'll talk about it much more next week when Steven and I, and maybe you will have gotten to grips with it because the level for these new missions, like I think the first quest is like, like 10 to 15. So it's like, you're able to get into it basically right away. Right. I mean, it's not going to be as bad as the boss fight I had to go through yesterday where I was a hundred percent rational and calm. (laughs) It it was not getting tilted at all while you guys Uh were in the party. No, I was, I did not need to call my parents. I did not need to call my parents in to come help me bully the boss. Right. That was very funny. Just (laughs) fighting the stalker and like, that is a tough fight. And like you were getting killed and then just like. Stephen and I jump in and, and like I'm playing as Rhino and I'm just like, what did you say about my son? Just like punch, like punch him in a space. That was very fun. Uh, yeah. So that's basically Warframe. We'll have more on that next week for sure. And I think also Jordan uh, has, Jordan Mallory has finished the spoiler stuff in Warframe. So yes. we'll be able to get him on a future uh Spoiler cast as well. Wonderful. Do you want to talk about the other small stuff before we jump into Destiny? Sure. Uh, Call of Duty Warzone Season 4 went live today uh, after much anticipation. Uh, the changes aren't actually substantial despite the uh, the file size being like 30, the download size. They can press it down to 4 gigs. But the uh, once it's actually in the game, thankfully, but the, to download, it was like 80 gigs on Xbox. It was like 30 and 40 on PlayStation and PC. Um, there's no map changes. They're doing like in-game events now. So if you're like in the middle of a fight or if you're in the middle of the, the match, uh, they have something called a jailbreak now, which will trigger randomly one of three events. Uh, one of them is jailbreak, which spawns everybody who's in the gulag just out into the world. So you don't have to fight for your freedom. The other one's fire sale, which reduces the prices of all items uh, at the shop by 80%. Uh, with, except for loadouts, which can be really good if you like don't have money and you need to buy your teammates back. And then the other one is they just have a roaming supply chopper, and if you shoot it down, you get a bunch of high tier loot. Mm. Uh, no changes to the map, which is surprising. Huh. Uh, there's a little bit of teasing in the trailer for uh, a possible second map that could be coming down the line. But uh, I imagine a lot of fans are disappointed that there's no changes at all to the map. This is the fourth season yeah. in a row we've had nothing. Uh, 
huh happen at all like there's no alterations there's no how long did it take titanfall like it was like two seasons right apex they... was apex yeah apex's second or, season sorry, apex not titanfall yeah <laughs> it's the same world it's fine yeah. apex was uh two seasons i believe when they okay. uh, when they changed it and then uh fortnite has just always been changing it i guess because the map's so large they they don't feel the need because there's so many locations but that's that's now live if you're in the into the battle royale space uh borderlands 3 guardian takedown event is also live which is the high-end end game event for borderlands uh currently right now it's it's very difficult from what i understand it's it's uh, even at mayhem 10 the enemies are very 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 beefy they're very thick boys they take a lot of shots I, i've heard i've not done it myself i've heard uh complaints that like killing the final boss they haven't gotten any unique loot uh which could be a problem for people uh some people believe the over beefiness of enemies might be a bug uh due to the just coming in because apparently there's a lot of issues now with killing the enemies fast or killing the enemies because they're just like damaged sponges beyond reason but that's now live if you're looking for more borderlands content and the Western theme expansion is still down the road, so this is probably the the next thing. If you really want to get back into the game, this is around the time. And then, uh, you know, something happened to Destiny, Merritt. Uh, something small, you know, just a small update from Bungie <laughs> this week. Uh, right. So we finally learned why they've been uh, keeping things so close to their chest, and it's because this season, the season of the arrivals, is it? Z? It's it's season with, the, of with the the Z. It is it is very it is early season of the arrivals. <laughs> uh, like a two thousands horror movie drawing on hip hop influences, it's season of the arrivals, and the darkness is kind of here. It's it's more or less here, you know. It's the so I think we should so there's two parts to kind of Bungie's presentation. There's the now, which is the season of the arrivals. Yes. Uh, and then there's the future of Destiny, which I'm more interested, honestly, in right. at this point yes. than anything we're doing in Season of the Rivals. But for those who don't know, Season of the Rivals uh, launched on Tuesday. It's a brand new season. Um, this one has the darkness finally, like the pyramid ships are finally starting to show up everywhere. Uh, just for now, it's at IO, but the trailer suggests it's going to show up in Mars. Uh, and Titan and specific, very specific planets, it seems like, that they're going to uh, be getting rid of, which we'll go into, I guess, a little later. But we did we did the first, like, uh, story mission, which was, like, a good two hours together. And, I mean, it's better than Season uh, of the Worthy, which I guess is not saying oh, much, but I'm, I'm by generally... a million times. <laughs> yeah. It's, like, remember the first quest for that was, like... I don't okay, remember the open- first quest for that. <laughs> As far as I recall, it was basically just, okay, you open the bunker. Now do this a million times. Now upgrade these. Now upgrade these machines. Okay, bye. Okay, so there is a machine that we're upgrading again in oh, this, which is kind of a bummer. You just lose it when I saw that. But that's what all these seasons are, I feel like. It's just, here's a machine. Put resources into it so it gives you a better thing. And I don't know. This time, okay, at least the machine is run by the drifter. And it talks to you. It and talks to you. He built a ra- he built a machine that's just Rahul that just gives you engrams or decrypts engrams, and it has a little speaker that like talks to you. And 
despite the fact that he's standing right next That's to it. That's the best part. He's like two it's feet not away. Like it's like on the other side of the tower, so like you need to have like a, a voice activated thing on it. He's like two feet away, which is great. And also, the, the fact that he's featured so prominently. Yes, him and Eris are the two, it seems like the two main characters of this season, which, you know, I'm all down for for the dysfunctional family uh, yeah. storytelling because their their dialogue so far has been amazing. It's been great. I will say it's kind of confusing to me. Like the Drifter's whole deal right now, I can't really figure out what his angle is because I've always kind of figured when things got really bad, he would just like pack up and leave. Yeah. But now he's like, oh, okay, I think we should ask the Nine what the darkness is. So let's go into my spaceship that has a portal to the Nine on it. As we learned during uh, the Reckoning event. Yes. And then we have, uh, along with Season of Arrivals is basically, I guess uh, Savathun is mentioned in this season, which is nice. Yeah, it's unclear what's happening. It seems like, okay, the darkness is trying to talk to us, but Savathun is like blocking the messages. That's what I'm getting from it. It's very confusing because Savathun is... Like the hive are emissaries of the darkness. Maybe there's something about the maybe Savathun is either a gone rogue or there's something that the darkness is considering getting rid of her uh, and like replacing her with us in a way is something I can see. Yeah, uh, like we might be seen yeah. as a threat to her in her relationship with the darkness, especially with the right. new season coming and the focus on us wielding it. Yeah, we finally do get darkness yeah. subclasses, which is something that I think a lot of people have been predicting which for a long time. Called stasis um, this time. I stasis. believe stasis is the yeah. uh, the which I like. That's a good. That's a good power name. That's a good easy to understand power name instead of just the darkness. Well, it's interesting because the darkness is, as far as we know, all about destruction. Yeah. And about getting the universe to this like perfect pattern, which would be static, right? It would be frozen. And the light is about growth and uh, change. So how we can wield uh, darkness powers is a question that I'm curious about. But definitely Savathun in some of the lore is skeptical at times of their of the hive's arrangement with the with um the worm gods. So I guess they don't actually talk to the darkness. Um, they talk to the worm gods who Which themselves they, are uh, servants of the darkness. They're like the low tier, like foot soldiers in this right. rather large army. And the whole thing with the hive for people who don't know is they have to keep killing and expanding because if they, they're basically like sharks. If they sit still, they will literally die. Because they have to keep having, uh, they have to feed their worms, which are the things that give them powers and make them weird monsters. And if they don't, their worms will eat them. And so there's something in the, I think in the books of Sorrow, where Savathun is talking about like, hey, is this good? Like, <laughs> is it, aren't, aren't we going to get to a point where we just like can't keep up with this anymore? Uh, and I forget what the conclusion is there, but. That's why they invented this whole weird religion where like lower hive members tithe their like kill energies up so that Oryx and Sabathun and everyone don't have to go around personally killing people. Um, but yeah, interesting that 
Savathun is blocking us from talking to the darkness. And I think you might be right. I suspect there is something about the darkness seeing guardians as a more efficient means of reaching the pattern than the hive. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're, we're a not, not like super like murder driven. I mean, we kill a lot of things, but our, our, our main uh, goal, I suppose, is not just expand and consume. We're not locusts and, and guardians have, I would debate a slightly more impressive resume at this point than the hive. I mean, we've beaten the hive yeah. so many times and the well, hive have not beaten us. Yeah. In the menagerie, there's a, a line from Callus where he talks about the sword logic of the hive, which is like their religion, right? Yeah. Uh, basically, it's basically like a social Darwinist thing of like, uh, virtue is determined by survival. Like whoever is alive is moral and good. And like whoever is dead is not. Uh, but he points out that like, if they really believed in the sword logic, they would just kill themselves because we've beaten them so many times yep. and they keep trying. And uh, so, yeah, I'm, I love that stuff. Like I love uh, the darkness and hive stuff. Like the books of sorrow are my favorite destiny lore. You must be so excited really, for the, the expansion after this I'm, one. Oh, after this one. Why? It's the witch king. It's uh, the witch queen. Sorry. I'm pretty sure oh, that's right. the, that's going to be the raid where we get to finally kill Savathun. Right, right. Um, yeah, even the fact that Eris calls Savathun a krill hag, I love it, is uh, really funny to me because the krill is the species that became the hive, and it's crazy to me that she knows that. But I yeah. guess she has been she like has been researching the hive forever, and also is like you know, been in like hanging with the hive on, on the moon for a while. Right. <laughs> totally by her own choice. Definitely. By her own choice. <laughs> yeah. It's my choice. And then, uh, along with this season, we had a surprise dungeon, which is probably the biggest part of the, the, the season to a lot of people is we haven't yeah. had a good dungeon. And since, uh, shadow keep and I, Spoiler, I have not beaten the dungeon. My team was not high enough. We got through the second encounter and that was it. But um, the the dungeon's wild. Uh, just from what I've seen in clips and what I've written about it, uh, we have a full guide up on Fanbyte if you do need help. it's uh, It plays with, with, with spatial geometry and, and light and dark really in, in really unique and interesting ways. And I feel like the nine aesthetic just fucks. Like it's just such a cool area. Any, oh, any yeah. anytime I get to go like into a nine area, it just feels so leaps and bounds different than anything we like deal with in Destiny. And I, I'm so glad we finally we have a dungeon in it because it it has such like cool like Tron esque like 70s 80s kind of like art like style. And it's really it's probably one of the wildest places I've ever been. And I would debate probably one of the coolest, some of the coolest encounters Destiny has ever done, especially one like where you're in a cube and you're you're fighting through it, but you're changing your orientation in the cube. So you'll start on the floor and then you'll end up turning like a wall into a floor. Then the cube will shift. So you're now like running on a wall or the ceiling. It's really wild. It sounds super cool and I can't wait to try it. It's uh it's it's a highlight level, but they did uh 
they they made it so there's actually like a reason to grind this dungeon. It's not like <laughs> the the previous dungeon where you could only where you basically just get old armor that's masterwork. This one has, I believe, two sets of armor uh, that you can get. It has a new set, and then it has, I believe, the old trials set, the original trials of the nine set. That mm-hmm. really kind of like weird eccentric out there version. I believe both of those sets are unlockable, and if you're I, I don't want to say if you're looking to, to hop back in Destiny, this would be the time, but it's like it's a good it's a good activity for those who've been needing it, a nice something new for the end game and who are getting really sick of just playing Garden of Salvation over and over and over again. Yeah, uh, the thing is, you do need to uh, you do need to level up a little bit. So I'm still yeah. working on that yeah, because. Absolutely. Yeah, uh, I think, what's the power level on it? Like 1040? Uh, 1040 is the recommended. It ends at 1060, though. Oh, wow. But uh, also, new catalyst. And I don't know if you've tried it, but I got mine upgraded. The Trinity Ghoul got a catalyst. And I, I, I may be calling it early, but it may be one of the best PvE weapons in the entire game right now. When wow. you get the catalyst. So how it works is... Uh, you know how the Trinity Ghoul, when you get the, the precision kill, it triggers that like arc energy where it turns the three arrows into like lightning rods. Uh-huh. So now when you get the catalyst upgraded, any arc final blow, any arc ability kill will trigger that arc uh that arc uh charge charges your your arrow so it turns huh. into a lightning rod instead of just a precision kill. So you could use something like the getaway artist to basically infinitely have your charge up on your arc bow. The the lightning bolts like that you arc between the the different arrows yeah. count as arc damage, which will trigger the arc thing in charging it again. Oh man! I literally I ran a nightfall with it uh, earlier this morning, and I literally I think I always had it up. I was always I was just spamming like I wasn't even aiming down the sight. I was just firing it from the hip, letting the three arrows just like fork between all the enemies. Damn, that sounds cool. God, I gotta try it. Then we have. The, obviously the more important things and do you want to kind of like run down i guess what what bungie kind of broke down the important uh, things yeah the 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 beyond light and all that oh, stuff you know the, yeah i mean stuff is getting vaulted like we're some planets are disappearing uh they <laughs> basically were talking about hey the game is getting too big which is like an interesting statement that I don't really have like the technical proficiency to like right. really discuss intelligently, but I guess definitely for console users, like at some point this game is just going to get too big to play on a PS4 or like just too unwieldy. Yeah. Right. 100%. I mean, I mean, I, I always end up complaining about Call of Duty because Call of Duty is like 200 and something gigs. Like that's ridiculous. And like Bungie's could easily get up to that point and, I guess it makes sense for them to just scale back. I mean, they're right. I mean, I'm really I'm curious about the logistics of all this is going to work with like planetary materials, with areas like because uh, they're vaulting Mars, Mercury, Io, and Titan, which mm-hmm. are conveniently three of the four planets we know that the pyramid ships are going to arrive at. So I'm assuming the the big song and dances are just going to either like invade them or blow them up. But right. they're, they're, those are getting removed along with the Leviathan, which I'm a little more sad about. I'm a little yeah, sad about it. that's kind of a bummer. Because that's the Menagerie and that's the Triumph Hall, too. Both of which are, like, really solid activities. But, like, I feel, so, like, the, I feel like the Leviathan raids are just really good intro raids for anyone. 
Yeah. I mean, especially just the main raid, I really like running people through it and I really like just doing it. I don't know. It's very chill, but something that was kind of curious to me is they said that in the fall, there will be three raids playable. So does that mean we're losing last wish as well? Um, I don't think we're losing last wish. I would guess we're losing scourge. If I had to pick a snow, wait, or crown, we could lose crown. Uh, wait, 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 wait. No, then we have to lose a couple then because new one, say, say it's it's like if it were the three newest, it would be like right. the new one, garden, crown. So then we would be losing Scourge, Last Wish, and Levy. There's got to be crown and Scourge. I don't think that, I mean, we, we know that Last Wish here is going to be available in the fall and it would, I feel like it'd be really it'd really piss a lot of people off if they spend time grinding for last wish gear that probably is going to end up being powerful again only to learn that it's just gone again I feel like right. it's going to be Levy Garden um, the new one because the other ones are a lot shorter and Crown would make sense because it's on the Leviathan yeah um, Scourge uh, up until uh, like Anarchy is the only reason people run that anymore at all. Yeah, and they just buff the drop rate, so anybody who really wants it can get it now. I should really get on that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, also Scourge is like I could see them just being like, okay, yeah, no, the Fallen have better things to do now because they're talking about how oh the Fallen are uniting again uh, under this under like the House of Darkness or something Devils. on. Devil is it devils? I believe it's the House of Devils. Is this is on this um on Europa? So I could see them just being like, "Oh yeah, all the fallen who were here, like, no, they left. So no raid anymore. Sorry." <laughs> they they realized that the plan of put a giant servitor in a tube and chase us was not the best strategy they came up with. Yeah, and then they were like, "What if we just made a metal here?" And that, that didn't did work either. <laughs> so, what if we it's made really a metal surprising gear with to me. really vulnerable shields? Right. Just like with glowing weak spots. It's really surprising to me that they've never used the Scourge stuff for anything else because, like, that's it's like the only time that we've been in the city. It's right? such a cool, it's such a cool raid. And it's so cool. Like, and the raid is, is, like interesting there's a lot of stuff that i hate about it like i hate the sparrow raise um everyone hates i don't sparrow. think I've, i don't think i've ever finished it uh i don't exactly still understand the whole system the whole map orb system it's not that bad once you kind of get a hang of it but yeah it's, i've it, mostly just supervised and like defended things in the past right. so but yeah it's like this cool huge map of the city and we like don't use it for anything else, which is is wild. Um, it seems like there's a lot of assets that Bungie could reuse that they aren't for some reason. Also, do you remember the floating city? I do. They're the floating part of the EDZ. Yes, that was a cool map. I mean, the activities kind of sucked at first, but they yeah, the aerial was it aerial it was an aerial dead zone. Was that the was, European the, aerial zone? I think European is the EAZ. Yes, you're right. It was, it was cool. That was the that was the revelry, right? That's the event mm, of something. No, revel revelry is was spring, that, wasn't that it? That was spring. The revelry is the one where you're going through the. This was the, the, uh, the, the other one. Forest. <laughs> this was moments of triumph. That's right. Yes, that's the that was fun. I like. Yeah. Uh, Bungie has a habit of making some really cool, like very limited environments, and then just never bringing them up again. <laughs> 
but it's really weird. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, and then we grinded for that armor and then they're like, by the way, armor 2.0, uh, so you're going to get a bad version of this armor. Also, yeah, those, uh, the flame stuff you paid for, it doesn't, it's not really, I'm your beyond, armor sucks now. I'm beyond baffled that that was the choice that they decided to go It was a very with. odd choice. Like, and I think a lot like, of people have not forgotten that. And they're like, but don't worry, you can pick up a version of it for Shadowkeep that'll be, a, that'll be good for 20 minutes into Shadowkeep. But don't worry, it'll be your first Armor 2.0 uh, gear that'll be barely functional. Uh-huh. I mean, they're doing that again with Moments of Triumph, with this confirmed return on their calendar uh, in August. So really? They, yes, Moments of Triumph is uh, coming back in August. So, like, and they say it's a new set of glowing armor. They have to learn, right? It has to be an ornament at this point because people are just would be so fed up if they spent all the time and money again to get those armor pieces. Uh, like glowing and then just have them be useless again when we roll in. Mm-hmm. And then we have, so they're taking those out, but curiously they're going to bring D one stuff back in along with new content. So they, they've confirmed the Cosmo drones coming back with its three earth strikes. I don't remember what two of the three are, but I know one of them is Sepix uh, prime, <laughs> which is, the original original like beta strike where it's super simple you just like go through the edz or not the edz the cosmodrone and you kill a spider tank and then you kill a giant ass servitor and that's that was it um they're also teasing that i think for a lot of people will be exciting uh vault of glass the d1 raid that is beloved by many will be I think making a return, they they like pseudo confirmed it. They didn't like hard confirm it, but they 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 like pseudo confirmed that it will be coming in tw- this year, which is surprising. That uh, so maybe that's the third raid. Maybe they ditched Levy and they 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 put uh, they replaced it with Vault. Uh huh. But I don't know. You've never done Vault of Glass, right? If I'm remembering correctly. Uh, I have not because I didn't play D one. It's 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 a. For a lot of people, it's the the raid that they remember most fondly, just because it's the original raid. But it's a really good raid. It's I'm not sure about Luke Smith's idea of putting champions in the raid because mm, I just don't like champions. You gotta put champions in it. I feel like champions are just such a hindrance to any like champions on on the face of it are really cool in concept. But then realizing that you're like limited on what weapons can be useful, and then out of those limited weapons, mm-hmm. what ones actually will do the job efficiently is really bad. It's basically just do you have a sword and can it use this mod? Right, yeah. Ugh. Yeah, it's not a perfect system. I do like sometimes how you have to kind of focus fire and stuff, but right. sometimes they're just it's just ridiculous and irritating. And then we have I guess the the big the big thing is Beyond Light uh, is the fall expansion, mm-hmm. and we get to wield the darkness finally, which, which is called now, Stasis. Do you think that this is going to be like a hey, you all get this, and you you'll need to use this to beat the new content, or do you think it's going to be like, I mean, you could use it, but there might be consequences. I hope that's what it is because it's also going to be a new damage type, which is big, which is surprising. But yeah. it's going to be a new damage type that we can use. I hope it's like, I hope all the weapons are like Touch of Malice, where there's some intrinsic drawback to it being super powerful. Because mm. that would make the most sense, right? Because we're using something that's generally unnatural to our guardians to embrace. 
I mean, we already got a darkness gun, like the the exotic for this season just shoots like taken goop. It's also super broken right now and buggy. Oh my god, the video where they take out the uh, consecrated mind or whatever mind in uh in like garden. three shots in three <laughs> shots its health just drops to zero like instantly it's it, beautiful it's bad it's bad bad they've already confirmed that that's a bug and they're gonna patch it but like if you have the chance probably before next week i really recommend running a raid with all of the with the whole thing because apparently it'll literally just insta kill the the boss if everyone's using it and because I guess the damage stacks or something like it's just got to be something weird with the way the blight works. It must be. It might must do like tick damage, and then if they're they're stacked, like something to do with bosses causes the damage to calculate weird. Just don't disable it, Bungie. Please, we've please. had so many disabled exotics. Just, just, just like let us have it. Just let us have this. Until yeah, like you who fucking cares? <laughs> like yeah. who cares? Like oh no, we can take out the garden boss. It's like. Uh, people already know how to take it out pretty quickly. Oh no! And I don't. To. Everyone isn't going to use it. Like, no one's going to be like, "Oh man, the blood, the the wither." What the fuck's it called? The witherwood? Is that? What it, I think it's the wither something. Oh man, this grenade launcher broke the PVE game. Game. We're so upset. We're going to have to. We have like a week or two of free, like easy loot. Curiously yeah. though, does not work on uh does not work as well against the boss in the dungeon because he moves, which is interesting. He's like the first mm. boss that doesn't let you stand in a well and shoot him. He's learned he like makes you chase him down a big ass hall. Right, God. Fucking who told him he could move? Who told Fuck him? Off. He definitely like was watching us be like, you know what? I'm gonna throw these guardians off their game. And he takes like a he's step. He's been back. watching YouTube videos, yeah. He's like, Oh, I see, I see. <laughs> Interesting. When they stand still and don't fire back, they die. Interesting. Interesting plan. <laughs> right. I don't know. I'm I'm excited to see how the darkness powers work. It looks like it's ice based, which makes sense. Uh I'm I'm it looks like we get like different weapons, like the hunter had like ice picks and we have like the warlocks have a staff. And they didn't show the Titans because they're still eating their crayons and they have their trophy and they don't need anything else in life. But the weird thing to me is there was no new enemy race. I think a lot of people are a little disappointed at that. It looks like it's just like a fallen expansion. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but what would it be, though? It's hard to say. I mean, we didn't expect like zombie fallen to be the one in Forsaken and it worked out so well. Yeah, that worked out pretty well, I guess. But, like, we already have the Taken. Like, Right. That's what happens when the darkness eats people. They become Taken. So, like, I don't know what else they could be unless there are some other humanoid, like, manifestations of the darkness. And I don't think there are. Like, I think it's just this weird force that operates in the universe. And, like... I don't know. I don't think it's like a bunch of guys, you know? Yeah. And then we have the extra strangers back, which is surprising to me because oh, I, yeah. I felt like Bungie abandoned that. Thread. They're like, <laughs> because, finally, we finally brought her back. Finally, There's no time to explain. Character, everyone's favorite memorable character. Uh, we all love the mm-hmm. exo stranger. <laughs> 
I don't know. I just, I want, I really like with, with destiny and the changes coming to the sandbox, I really want to get excited about season uh, 12. I'm just, I don't know. I'm, I'm still like very skeptical as somebody who plays a lot of destiny because we've just, I've just been let down and like they admitted it, which is surprising uh, on yeah. the stream that they, Luke Smith was like, look, we, we fucked up a lot. Like in these past two seasons, you put that on me. We're trying to make it better, which I fully believe that Bungie is not trying to like handicap their game into a FOMO. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> you don't think they're trying to deliberately destroy it so that they no, get insurance money. I don't think they're trying to deliberately like fill it with FOMO to the point where, where people are missing a ton of things during the season. Um, I am curious how the dark engrams and the... If so, let's go. Let's run with my assumption that the ships blow up or take over the planets, and that's why they are being removed from the game uh, canatonically, and mm-hmm. why narratively we can't go to them. They they've also said previously that you will be able to participate in the seasonal activities of other seasons, but we won't be able to do that because of the new uh, because of the planets are gone that it appears to be showing up on. So I'm I'm curious if that just well, means like the, the dark engrams are going to stick around and just the drifters talking box is going to chill. Yeah, I think I think they said, oh, as an example, if we were doing this right now, you would be able to do right um, the sundial or whatever. So I think maybe it's just like the future right. season so activities are going to stick walls. around. Yeah, yeah, that's my assumption. What did, what did you? I want to hear your thought. What did you think of like the general presentation? Because you you missed it live with. with I slept, you, in, you slept yeah. in. I've just sort of like read the the summaries and stuff. And you you missed me losing my shit. I'm curious what like you think of the whole thing. Uh, I am like cautiously optimistic. I think. Right. Like, this is a lot of stuff that people have been wanting for a long time, and. Yeah, it's like a lot hinges on this next expansion because this is like, oh, they're building up so much in this season. And if they don't stick the landing, I think that might be kind of it. Like if the next expansion isn't great, I think they might be in trouble. Um, because they, they, don't wanna, they don't want to put a number on a box. There's no Destiny 3 coming down the line. Right, like, which is, I, I I didn't think there was. I'm, yes. Whenever I heard people talking about it, it was like, that's not going to happen. Like, it's an MMO now. Why would they possibly do that? Right. And then but, they have the... It is coming next gen. 60 frames mm-hmm. per second. So... You can finally merit if you ever want to make the switch and not sacrifice those good frames. I mean, it's not right. 100. It's not like the 180 I run it at, but it's still like, you know, the game can finally properly run at 60 frames. And it, it makes a world of difference just in, in just how smooth everything feels in the combat switching over. And they're going to have, yeah. which I, I'm surprised. And I we actually didn't hear anything really about uh, during the Sony press conference. It surprised me that Bungie was like the first to bring it up, but we're going to have intergenerational crossplay. So oh, what, yeah. what that means is not, not crossplay, crossplay where PlayStation and Xbox can play with each other, but that they're trying to do that for 2021. I believe this mm-hmm. is, if you're on PS4, uh, you can play with PS5 people. If you're on PS5, you can play as PS4 people. Same thing with Xbox. Uh, 
however that works. You also get to upgrade the game for free. You get all your DLC for free. I don't know if they said you get the game for free if you get it if you buy it on PlayStation, but you get all the uh, expansions and content on the PlayStation version for free, which is going to come out. I don't fucking know. Whenever this fall, I guess. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't know. We don't even know for how much money the PlayStation is going to be at this point. So it's it's that is down the road uh, for the PlayStation stuff. But I'm I don't know. I want to really believe in Bungie, and I do. And they get me excited always about the way they talk about their game and, and, and the hype around it. But like. I don't know. It's just I'm always cautious because it feels like there's a lot of growing pains. And even though there's confidence in showing us that like, hey, we have an expansion for 2022 and 2021. Mm -hmm. It's like, guys, we need to get 2020 right. Like we need to. (laughs) We've had we have not gotten one right yet out of the three seasons we've had so far. Forsaken is debate is art is like, oh, I would say objectively. Would you agree objectively better than Shadowkeep? Uh, in terms uh, of- it's certainly there's certainly more stuff there yeah. i i like shadow keep a lot but i also had never played d1 so the moon area was new to me right okay um and i like shadow keep a lot uh forsaken was already out when i started playing and i didn't really care about Cade. but <laughs> yeah no sure. i don't know forsaken is is really good i think most people would say it's better than shadow keep definitely the campaign of shadow keep was uh really disappointing especially the, the fact that it that it ended uh right when it should have kind of started you know right yeah and then i don't know i just i feel like they're there I, I i appreciate the confidence showing us that yes there is named expansions coming in 2021 and 2022 you don't have to worry about us making destiny 3 but like they need to like hit a home fucking run with beyond light or i think they're gonna start losing pete hemorrhage players mm-hmm. because like while a bunch of people are really excited for destiny including like us who are like the super fans like it's really hard sometimes to, to yeah. log on to destiny like we can't have another season of the worthy we just can't it can't happen it'll it'll be catastrophic to the game if we have another season that's just bounties. And mm-hmm. I think they know that, but like Im- obviously implementing that is a, is a very different thing. And I really, I'm rooting for them, but man, like uh, I, I don't want to think too much on the future outside of 2020, because that's clearly the most important thing right now. Right. Yeah, no, I mean, I think, um, <laughs> I think, yeah, all eyes are kind of on, the fall and i think a lot of people may be willing to sort of take the season for what it is and uh and i mean i haven't really even dug into it that deeply yet i haven't looked at the dungeon yet uh at least the public activity in this season seems a lot simpler like it's mostly just uh it's just doing gambit really fun i'm fine with i'm fine doing gambit without actually having to play gambit yeah, it's not it's not throwing an orange ball into another orange ball that vaguely explains how the machine Don't works. Remind me. <laughs> um, I love the aesthetic of this season so far, and yeah. so and, my and hope is a- that you know by the end of the season we'll be like, okay, all right, yeah, and uh, and that the next expansion will really just hit it out of the park and just remind us all why we love Destiny. So. Right. 
Fingers crossed. And there's a, and I don't want to, I'm not going to spoil what the quest is about, but Dylan, uh, the guide editor of Fanbyte, showed me a quest that is 25 steps long that is coming oh uh, to season of the arrivals. And I just, Bungie, please don't make it like a thousand shotgun kills. They have to have learned from that, right? Like, I feel like you have to adjust it, right? Nobody, nobody has fun doing those. Like they're cute. The first, like, we had a little bit of that in the one we did, but at least it was at least start and ended with two really solid story missions that were generally pretty fun Yeah, uh, about the darkness. But like, I just, I don't know. I find a lot of the, the tedious busy work fine. If it's, if it's reasonable and I can get it done, like each step of the quest within like 30 to 40 minutes, not like I shouldn't need to load up the Shirochi section of Last Wish and just spam tractor canning kills <laughs> to get a thousand kills. God. God, yeah. Never again, please. But then Oof. we... Uh, I think the, well, the other thing is the Season of Arrival weapons, which we were looking at, have some, some pretty cool new perks. It looks like they're really pushing swords again. They pretty yeah. much, uh, they have a sword, each of the, the two different swords this week, I can't remember the names for the life of me, but one is like this cool like curved sword that fires a projectile out uh, when you use a heavy attack, kind of like Black Talon, but it, it spins like the uh, World Line Zero. And, and, and it then, doesn't, it doesn't home in either, I don't think. Yes, it does not but home it does in. Seem, it does seem pretty fun, like I've been using that sword and I'm like, oh, I love a sword where I can fire a projectile. The problem with Black Talon was like, oh, it's eating up my exotic slot to have this. Like, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I'm amazed how good swords are now. Like uh, there was like a period where I would never touch swords. And now I'm like, I'm always genuinely looking at swords being like, you know what? It's a it's a pretty it's a pretty solid, like heavy outside of like just going for raw boss DPS. And even in some bosses. It's no, there, I mean, there are bosses where yeah. if you get out a sword and you can really just chop them up super bad. <laughs> like, yeah. The other one, I believe, is tied to the season pass. It's the, okay. the one that looks like the the cabal. Uh, like oh, cleaver. right, the enormous cabal sword. It's like the the Buster Sword from Cloud's Buster Sword. Uh, so this one is, if you've played D one, when you activate the heavy, it's like the Dark Drinker. You just spin in a circle like a top and just like God. obliterate everything around you with it. Amazing. I I'm probably gonna log on after this and try and just rank up that season pass a bit and. Uh play around with some of the new armor and get my power level up. I, I need to make a new fashion outfit so I can win whatever season fashion contest there is. I'm going <laughs> to win. I'm going to win. Damn it. I'm, I'm so, uh -huh. I, I keep, I was so frustrated. I didn't get to tell Paul Tassie, a uh, friend of the show who came on last week about this. Uh, but given me had, uh, almost the exact same warlock armor and mm -hmm. i decided to change mine at the last minute and he kept the armor that i currently use or i, I used to use and he won and i like wanted to just i just like wanted to throw something <laughs> oh my god but it's it's i don't know if you're if season of the rivals is much better than season of the worthy and the future of destiny does look bright for even those who are on the fence about it, maybe a little off put by season of the worthy in the past seasons. Um, not sure if this is going to fix destiny's biggest problem, which is an entry point. Cause the game has a really bad entry point at the moment. It's but rough. 
you'll well i guess we'll see there's it's, it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to see how kind of the season plays out and i feel like not as much is riding on this season because of what we know coming in the next season. But like, I mean, honestly, anything is a fucking improvement from last season. Yeah, for real, for real. <sighs> well, is that it? I believe there's a there's a twab this week, uh, but this one doesn't really go over. Uh, oh yeah, it, the it, only it, thing they're really doing is uh, taking skill based matchmaking out of. All of the of valor. I believe it's elimination, survival, survival, freelance, and uh, trials. Of that taking skill based matchmaking out of elimination, survival, and survival freelance and trials of Cyrus will be now matching no, people the, based on the ones, number of wins. Wait, what? Uh, Are, so, they're taking uh, it out of those ones. I thought they yeah. were. So uh, it says uh, matchmaking based on a player's skill has been removed for all playlists. Oh, yeah. For all playlists yeah. except Elimination, except, Survival, yeah, Survival, except the, uh, the glory-based that ones. Because that would be pretty rough. That would be bananas. <laughs> but I guess that'll make like Crucible a little more tolerable because if you're if you won't have to like get super sweaty. Yeah. And, then, and also like the matchmaking and sometimes in Crucible could take so long. And like, then Trials just, is... Dude, the matchmaking in Crucible is ridiculous sometimes. I've like literally like gotten up, walked away like for 20, like 10 minutes, come back and we're still just sitting in orbit waiting for the damn thing to find a game. Well, hopefully that won't happen anymore. And then the last thing is Trials of Osiris. Uh, we'll know tomorrow for sure, but there's a lot of rumors that Trials will have a very steep entry point for players to, to participate. I'm assuming this is to curve people using the free path, the free to play model of Destiny right now uh, to abuse and cheat in the game so much because that's been a really big problem lately. So yes. now they're like making you like, I think it was like kill 100 enemies in Crucible, reach like a specific Valor rank or some shit like that. It's like a, it's a pretty it's a pretty steep uh, step to get even access to trial. So we'll kind of see if that curves uh, any of the cheating. Yeah. Well, we can only hope. <coughs> Not that I care because I never play trials. But no, I'm just going to keep watching <laughs> uh, trials from a distance. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, I think that's it for this week. So uh, we'll be back next week uh, with uh, Stephen. will be back after a uh, two-week absence and they will i'm sure have a lot to say about the deadlock protocol uh, i likely will as well and yeah just so much happened this week that you know i haven't really had time deadlock just launched today and um the new season of destiny launched like two days ago so we'll have a lot more to say about all that stuff next week but for now um you can follow colin on twitter at beguiled gamer you can follow me on twitter at merit k and uh, you can uh, follow Fanbyte at uh, Fanbyte Media. And we recently redid all of our podcast feeds. So uh, go to the site. Uh, there's a post explaining everything. Basically, we split things up into separate feeds so that it's easier to just get the stuff that you want and not the stuff that you maybe don't necessarily care for. So check that out. Go to fanbyte.com for more of everything, just all that good stuff. Yep. And make sure, to, uh, make sure to review the podcast. You know, it always helps. Review, rate yes, review. Always helps us. It may not seem like a lot, uh, but it does actually help a lot on our end. Always rate and review. And that's it. So until next week, 
keep those numbers going up. Bye. So long. 